Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, 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 Instagram Live. It's Deborah Francis White, and we are on the new normal. Yes, that's right. This is television now. This is how all television is made. I've watched Graham Norton. It's how it's made. I've watched The Mash Report. It's just how it's done now. Uh, as always, the new normal from The Guilty Feminist is sponsored by Diet Coke. Diet Coke don't know that, but we're hoping that they're going to see it give us £10,000 as a joke. Um, because... They'll get a lot of free publicity for doing it. Many feminists are fueled daily by Diet Coke. Now, today our guest is the incredible Yasmin Abdelmajid. Would you like to meet her? Of course you would. Hello from our Guilty Feminist in Glasgow. Okay, let me just pop up and see if I can... No, she's not on yet. Um, so I'll wait a bit longer. This is our Diet Coke break. Exactly. This is the new Diet Coke break. The new normal is the new Diet Coke break. Six o'clock every night, just before the vodka break. Um, it's just how it works. Um, at some point, I'll just put some vodka in it. Um, let's see if Yasmin is there. No, she's not. Okay. Um, so let me see what people are talking about. Just listening to the new podcast. That's lovely. Comes out on a Monday. Aha, here's Yasmin and she is asked to join. Okay, there we go. And uh, yeah, no, we're joining us in five, four, three. This is how we make TV now. There you go. Hey. Hey. Hi. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry at all. I bust like a fucking pro. How are you? <laughs> you did well. Um, well, I've, I mean, I've put on lipstick for the first time in weeks, so I'm feeling fabulous right in this I very was... moment. So going to go and put makeup on, and I just couldn't get upstairs. I was just like, "They've seen me before. They I'll know. Just, they'll see me before. I'm still in my gym clothes. I mean, that's where we're at. But look, it's a sunny day. There's it's my book such places. a nice day. Pretend, look. Ah. 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 See, it's as good as having makeup on. Yasmin Abdelmajid, the first question that we ask on the new normal is, how the hell are you in this weird quarantined lockdown world? Honestly, when people ask me, I just say I'm fine, because how does one compress all of the feels that this strange, weird quarantine time brings? You don't need to. You're going to break yeah. it down into a series of questions, babe. The I have weird question... dreams all the time. People are asking about that. Maybe I need to add a dream question. Can you tell us about a dream you've had? Oh, God. The dream that I had last night was super weird. I, like, 
there was another man in bed with like, with my husband who I kissed and we were trapped in a house and they accused me of plagiarism. There was a lot going on. I can't think what that could possibly yeah. mean. <laughs> I wonder. It's possible. It's very stressful. Same man, same man in the dream? Is that... I don't know if she just means the same with me, man, or yeah. I had that man has also entered my dream. Same man. I think it's just sort of black of people, so we're looking for... Where are the extra people? Oh, there's a new man in my bed. Uh, someone says, I had a dream that I took MDMA, and the trip I got from it kept going when I woke up. Oh. Is it possible you actually took MDMA, went yeah. to bed, thought it was a dream? <laughs> just going to put that out there as a problem. There might be more to that, yeah. There, there's... There's something going on there. Yes, but have you got a new I'm a feminist bots out of this situation? I do. I mean, you've probably, I'm guessing that other people have said this, but I'm a feminist, but um, I do believe that beauty parlors are an essential service. Um, I mean. And, and, and also, I'm a feminist, but in times of crisis, I turn into like a terrible 90s, 50s housewife. Not like a good one that cleans all the time, just one that bakes eats all the food that she's baking and occasionally knits. Look, I knitted a beanie. Oh, that sounds like a lovely 1950s housewife. Can one I tell you that? Knits is better than one no, 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 no. I, I knit it the clean from floor. midnight to 6 a.m. That's not a normal time to knit. Mm, you can't so eat a clean floor <laughs> and you can't wear a clean bath on your head. I'm going to go with that. that. That makes me feel better. Thank you. Can't sit down at the end of the day and think, oh, what have we got to eat in front of the TV? Oh, what about that dusted mantelpiece? <laughs> what about that hoovered rug? No, but a big pile of banana bread. Do you have any coping strategies? And these, you may have already told us what yours are. They may be knitting and yeah. baking, just something to keep you on an evenish keel when the your keel thing, gets uneven. <laughs> the other thing that I've done is I, um, the beginning of lockdown, I bought a drill and I've been putting up shelves like there is no tomorrow. Um, I've been How many shelves drilling... do you need? Well, we have one, two, hold up. I put, I put these invisible shelves up. Oh, so, I don't know if you can see. to show us? <gasps> oh, fabulous. Oh. And then oh. more invisible oh shelves there. God. And then there's some, literally I put it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 11, 12 shelves I put up, which is pretty hard into concrete walls. Um, <laughs> but not, not for you because you've got a drill, which is what we I've all need. Mm -hmm. And I feel mm -hmm. in quarantine, the drill is a metaphor and the wall, the concrete <laughs> walls are also a metaphor. And those shelves really, did you need 12? Probably not. But why did you need 12 yeah. Because it was really fun filling <laughs> holes in walls. Um, anything you're surprised by the way humanity has responded or you've responded? People, I, I realize that I'm actually a real cynic. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, we should, you know, isn't it great that people are coming together? This is a time when everyone's turning. Mm. I'm like, just you wait. Just you wait. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't, I'm, to like, like, do this right? I'm like, oh, all these, this is, this is an awful part of me. All these people are, like, clapping for the NHS. Well, did they vote for the Tories? And is this really just a state-sponsored way for us to somehow, you know, not focus on the, I'm just, I'm just a cynic. I'm a cynic. It's terrible. See, I am. I love the clapping for the NHS, and I think I cannot vote Tory and clap. So I love it. But I do know what you mean. And I did see an argument the other day that was like, we're sort of normalising this sort of self-sacrifice that the medics are making by going, we applaud it so that it's sentimental 
that medics are being right. equipped and dying. So I think it's that like, let's just provide them with proper that. infrastructure and support so well, they don't I think have to the kill meantime, themselves. I think if we get the clapping right, I think the clapping, if we get the clapping right, the clapping is a message to the government. This is what, because they do care about votes. And this is what people care about. So if we come out into the street and we clap, when this, when COVID is, is under control, the nurses can come out and name their price. And I hope they do. I hope, I hope so. they say, well, none so. of us are going back. We've all risked our lives. Some of, some of our number have died. We are not going back for this pathetic amount of money. Cancel all our student debt and double our money. And everyone would back them. Everyone would I back them. So. I really well, and the clapping I mean, would... you're clearly the optimist in this conversation. This uh, is my glass is half full of COVID <laughs> and yours is half empty. The other way around, though, ironic. Um, are you, have you got any routine at all? Have you, is there anything you do? Do you have to put on, you know, a certain, you know, something in the morning to make you feel like the day has started, something that's one pair of pyjamas into another? Honestly. Uh, you do or don't do? So the reality is, is that I have absolutely no routine. And I know, I know that routine is probably good for me. I, like the days that I get up early and do things, I'm, I feel great. But really, um, I, I, I think I've moved more into a night shift mode, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I wake up at around 11 to noon. I have a shower in mid-afternoon. And then and, and what I'm telling myself is that I'm preparing myself for Ramadan um, because Ramadan starts at the end of the week. And, you know, the days are very long. So that's what I've been telling myself for the past month. I've been preparing, preparing for Ramadan by shifting my, my clock. Um, nice. Completely. Well, to be honest, I do think whatever works for you, and that's the joy of the new normal, is uh, the, of this show rather than the concept of the new normal, is that we've heard <laughs> so many different from, yes, I've now got this really rigid routine that I have to have to actually, you know, Grace Petrie saying, I really like to get dressed once a day, you know, like, and that's, it's, it's all very different, you know, but then she had the thing of, you know, doing a song every evening or you know, there's mm. all sorts of different ways that we do plug in without realizing it to something that anchors us. I know that if I don't leave the house for four days in a row, I start to get grumpy about things that are really not worth getting grumpy about. That, <laughs> that is definitely something. And, you know, and, and the person, you know, my husband has to deal with it. I don't have to deal with it. And I think also this is the first time I've lived in this context uh, with somebody else. I would usually be by myself and I can kind of handle mm -hmm. being by myself. But when you've got to manage your emotions and how you treat other people, Ugh. then you've got <laughs> Which brings me to intimacy, sex, touching. Uh, Yasmin, uh, if only, if only we could. Uh, it is... <laughs> Do you think it's going to change society's view of it? Do you think there's going to be lots of wild parties after this or people, or people are going to be like, oh, I've changed my boundaries now and I've, I've changed yeah. the way I think about erotica as opposed to just jumping into bed with someone off Tinder? Um, is, it change, is, it, is it going to change the way relationships relate, couples relate because they've had all this intense time together and maybe reconnected or disconnected? Mm. So um, I think it really depends how you spent lockdown. If you spent lockdown by yourself, I think all my friends that are either by themselves or just with flatmates who they're not sleeping with are very, very, very uh, horny. Um, but I think, <laughs> the, the, to be honest, I think, you know, in my mind, before lockdown, I was like, yeah, if I'm, you know, locked in the house with the person that I love and find attractive for months at a time, all we'll do is, you know, get jiggy with it. It's not true. 
It's not. Oh. It's not true. I, I mean, and and I. What really annoys me is that everyone expects it to be true. Everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, you must be getting jiggy with it all the time." I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's, I know mm-hmm. that is because it's your honeymoon." Well, I, it should be my honeymoon, and maybe, maybe it's because the fact that it should be my honeymoon, and I'm like, my little apartment is not Zanzibar. I'm not on a beach, in you know, getting my tan on. Um, my apartment is not Zanzibar with making a T-shirt every day on the new normal. Uh, we uh, we have the brilliant Hannah from the merch store. She creates an on-demand T-shirt. So there's no waste, and the the profit goes to you. Goes to the artist who said the thing. So it's always a catchphrase. So you've already got a candidate there, Yasmin. My apartment is not my, Zanzibar. My apartment is not my little apartment is not Zanzibar, and a lot of people would relate to that right now. So you're meant to be in Zanzibar on honeymoon instead. Yes, instead we are in a very small, like it's a cute apartment, but it's not an apartment that's like, it's a tiny London Shoreditch apartment. You know, I've got, my friends living in Australia have like great big backyards where they're like doing Mm -hmm. things in their garden. The only thing we can do is try to make our plant not die. Um, And we're failing, we're failing. We're here here all the time and the plant is still dying. And I'm like, what do you need from me, Fern? Like, what have I done wrong? (laughs) This does sound like a dream honeymoon to your husband. <laughs> Just you weeping over a fern. What do you need from me? You're still dying. I've missed it. You enough. <laughs> it's not Zanzibar. It ain't no. Zanzibar. <laughs> We've but called it the home moon. We're on our home moon. Um, home actually, do you know Esther Perel? Um, the she's like a couples therapist and she's mm. got like a couple of great TED talks she's doing this thing at the moment where she's got like a talk every Wednesday and she talks about like couples and families in lockdown and she's like part of the challenge is that all of your like you know your romantic self your work self your home self all of these mm. selves are collapse into the one space yeah. and so we have to kind of like recreate these boundaries and so like m- you know, my partner and I have like had to go through the process of being like okay you know during the work day you know the other thing is he started a new job and I lost all my work so I'm like yeah let's just like hang out and he's like I've actually got quite a lot that I need to do right now um so so he's being work work husband work husband self and you then you at at six o'clock are you doing your I mean god this is so madman isn't it are you sort of going, let me fix you a cocktail? <laughs> Literally. You're a bit bored of not having any work. And also, like, can I just say, my dad was like, Yasmina, you need to diversify your income sources. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be really bad. And I was like, Dad, I did. I got married. And that is my I'm a feminist part. Wow. <laughs> what? Oh, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. And a freaking half. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, oh, Can you bust, please, Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Oh, oh adorable. Adorable. Yeah, no, I think it's the collapsing of different souls and trying to figure out, like, oh, can I, can I be romantic and clean at the same time? I mean, maybe that's a thing that, that works for some people. Um, I mean... I just, I just don't know. I think the rules are all off during this. Yeah, it is a bit wild. I think we've been thrown into, I mean, you happen to have been thrown into a very gender norm binary time because if you were the one with extra Mm -hmm. work and he was one with no work, you'd find that would be flipped. But you uh, to be honest, that, that would be what I would be more comfortable with as well because that's been our dynamic. I know you. Like up and, yeah, that's why it's like been a, like, 
can, I can swear, right? It's been a head fuck. Because, like, I'm the... So I'm can. We're broadcasting <laughs> on Her Majesty's internet on Her Majesty's birthday. Swear away. There's been swearing on here before. I'm like, I'm the one that's literally, like, to, to, to underscore how different the dynamic was before the lockdown, my mum said to me when we were, like, in preparation for getting married, she's like, listen, Yasmina, you're going to have to realise that you are the breadwinner in this relationship. And so just be aware of this dynamic and blah, blah, blah. So, like, that's how we came into this. And all of, all of a sudden, I have no money and no income. Wow. And, and, our, and our Hoover broke, our um, vacuum cleaner broke. And I was like, babes, can we, bu- can we buy a new vacuum cleaner? And he was like, oh, is that one a bit expensive? And I was like... Oh, my God, you are Betty Draper. I couldn't... <laughs> I was like... And then I had a huge breakdown over the fact that, speaking of, like, you know, low moments, I was like, usually I'd be allowed to make every decision about my finances. And the fact that you're telling me that I can't spend this money on this Hoover, which is amazing, and I can hang it to the wall. And it's also... The fact that you want a Hoover, I'm finding very disturbing. <laughs> that that you're, the hill you're dying on is Hoover Hill. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's grim. Of, it's that grim. brings us to low moments. Have you had a low moment? I ask this of every guest because it makes everyone else feel more sane when we hear about your low moments. Now, clearly yeah. crying over not being able to have the Hoover of your dreams <laughs> to your new husband slash breadwinner. I mean, it's not how I see you. It's not how I know you. I know you as like fierce, independent woman. I know, literally. Yeah. Married, much less. If I can't have this Hoover, oh, what have I got to do all day? Well, you got to work and see your floozies. I don't know what has happened. No, it's li- literally. Um, I. <laughs> so I think everything in this kind of. Like, I'm used to having all my work disappear, right? That's happened once before. Regular mm. listeners of your show will yes. know that, you know, I've been down this route before. So I kind of went, like, all my work and, and travel started disappearing. I was like, okay, I can understand this. But then the reality that um, – two, two realities. One was that, like, I no longer had financial independence, and that's something that's, like, always been super, super, super important. And because I'm not a citizen of the UK, I don't qualify for any of the government support, and I can't qualify for any government support in Australia. So I was like, all right, it's just, you know, I have to depend on someone else, and I, like, have never had, you know, the last time I had to do that was when I was, like, Still, I mean, for better and for worse, you would do it for him. It's true. Tell him it, to like, buy, buy you a Hoover and then buy him something, buy himself something pretty something nice. Yeah. But what I, what I will say is that um, in like, it'll be the it'll be tiny things that trigger like. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a, a particularly low moment the other day. Um, it's so bizarre. Uh, so my partner doesn't have social media. And I was talking to him about another guy who doesn't have social media. And I was like, oh, he doesn't have social media. And my partner was like, oh, good for him. And I was like, wait a minute. What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that the value of that, that, that people who are on social media are not good people? Are you trying? He was like, wait, what? And I was like, and then I picked this huge fight, huge, enormous fight and started bawling my eyes out. Cause I was like, you don't value the work that I do, you know, blah, blah, blah. And poor guy was just like, I just think it, I don't, and I was like, yeah, the, the thing is, the people who can not be on social media are men like you, you know, <laughs> folks with privilege. Oh, you know? <laughs> and he, was he like, I just meant good for you. Literally, yeah, literally. He was like, I was being very specific. That doesn't commit me to a whole statement. I'm like, you don't even know what you started right here. And it just descended. Wow. And 
I think, yeah, it's, it's small things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, tendrils, to... camel's backs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like to think I that, know you know, mean. I've got I was like that in the first week. But... I, I was getting hysterical over, like, technology not working and stuff and really crying in the first week. I found it so difficult, like, almost, like, really horrible. I'm better now, but mm. um, this, I should still expect moments. And I don't know how I'm going to be in a week because... I feel like I've got another week of sanity in me and then I don't know where it's going to go. If I'm still here in three months' time... Yeah, I, I think there's a big I difference between, the show you know, like. six weeks versus, you know, six months. Also, when I, I used to I'm work on... Right, yeah. I've locked myself away before. Yeah. It isn't the same because exactly. I have the choice. But I have gone through periods of less human contact. No, never so I couldn't go and type in a cafe or go to yoga, but I have experienced deliberate solitude for periods mm. of time but not for like three months ever in my life yeah people are it's really long. loving our glasses by the way mine are <laughs> trillis cooper a new zealand designer i reference her Ooh. literally every day on social media your husband would hate me um because people <laughs> all I, all they do is ask me where i get my glasses from that's 90 percent of my career and at trillis cooper i will be accepting new eyewear under these circumstances mm-hmm. uh they're reading mm-hmm. glasses and they're good for screens so that's why i was wear them on screens um. uh one and a half i'm one i'm at one and a half so oh. if you could send me any new glasses i'd really appreciate <laughs> it and also diet coke uh where did you get your glasses where mine are from, from ace and tate uh which is very short itch um i don't yeah, know who the sure designers it's... are but what i will say is that i'm like negative four point something um in glasses so like if i lived in the middle ages i would have died i would have not seen there would have been like uh, an attacker coming towards me and i wouldn't have been able to see the attacker because i'm that vision impaired okay. so i am very sorry to tell you that last time i went to the optician i do need reading glasses but my regular vision is, wait for it, better than 2020. I didn't what? know you used to have better than 2020. That's not even fair. I said, what is better than 2020? Is it 2020 perfect? He said, no, 2020 is just very good standard. It's like the best people usually are, but yours is better than 2020. So oh, I man. Have, yeah, I am A star. I, am a, I have first <laughs> class vision. But to now just reading and screens... And it was screens that did it to me. I, ha- I never needed reading glasses. Oh, really? But, you know, but now I, unfortunately, I spend 17 hours a day on my phone and there's nothing I can do about that. And that's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, uh, can I ask you, is there a piece of online feminism that you would like us to help you with? Um, I don't, not particularly me at this point in time, uh, but I know that you sort of like direct people to support different charities and so on. My recommendation would be to support your local women's refuge. Um, there's also refuge.co.uk or Sisters Uncut if you're in the UK um, and you can donate to them or sort of even like get involved in them. But generally like, Violence against women and children in this time is a mm. real serious issue. And, you know, I'm sure it's been mentioned on, on your show many times before. Many but times, but we should mention yeah. it every day, every day. So uh, uh, are you going to make those stories or did you send the links yes, to me? Yes, I'll make, I'll make some stories. and then you Okay, and then I'll do a swipe up function so that you can swipe up to support. If you don't have any money, that's okay. Uh, amplifying, following, uh, telling somebody else, sending it forward, tweeting about it. That is amazing because some people have more expendable income than usual because they don't have anywhere to spend their regular uh, salary and they will support. So, and, and just, you know what, if you work for refuge or if you work for, you know, or if you're part of the collective of Sisters Uncut and you just see loads of people on Instagram and Twitter adding you, recommending you, what a lift and what a boost in what mm. you're trying to do. So don't think it stops at money. It really doesn't. If you don't have any money, that's absolutely fine. Uh, just, just validating, well done you guys. We're thinking of you. We're rooting for you. Everyone should look at this. Check this out. Give money if you've got. It means so much. Um, can I ask if you hope humanity will learn anything from this? Have you got any hopes? Now, I know you're a cynic. I know that. <laughs> I'm a hopeful like, cynic. I'm a hopeful cynic. The environment is so much better. Do you think we're going to People like the animals are everywhere. I have, okay, talking about coping mechanisms, my new coping mechanism is TikTok. Um, mm. Because, uh, and TikTok has shown me that the youth uh, you know, the youth are all right and they're, they're surviving. And even though things are super grim for them, they're still dancing and joyful. But to be, to be quite honest, like a serious hat slash hijab on, um, I do, I am like in <laughs> serious headscarf on. I'm involved yes, in lots you. of... <laughs> with your feminist hijab on. <laughs> with my feminist hijab. Um, I, I think there are, I'm involved in quite a lot of conversations with people who are like interested in capitalizing on this moment. So I think there's definitely a lot of, there, there are a lot of people thinking, I do think it's a contest of ideas, right? Like there are folks that are like, you know, this will be an opportunity for borders to be closed. The, the, the sort of the authoritarian nature of the lockdowns and things like that are really worrying. So that's one side, but on the other side, there's like, well, actually, People are, there is a space for people to think about a way that things could be better. There's an opportunity to be like, hey, actually, the government does have a money tree. They can be printing out tons of money and supporting us. So that's, that is a possibility. I do, I do have hope that there can be change. I think it won't be easy, but like, where does change over easy, right? Also, I think that, um, I guess there's, for, for a lot of people, and obviously not everyone's in this 
situation. But for a lot of people, they have space to think about possibilities that they hadn't thought about before. And I remember speaking to a friend of mine who had always kind of been involved in like social sort of like impact stuff. And she was like, I just never realized that it was possible for the government to give this much money. I didn't realize that it was possible for the government to cancel the NHS debt. So like, I think all of a sudden people are seeing that things are possible and all of, and having the space to imagine and to dream. And also they're getting involved in their local community. They're going to the local shops in ways they never had to. Yeah. So there's kind of like the, the, the macro high level and the kind of micro of like, oh, now I know my neighbors. Like I got really involved in organizing the mutual aid stuff. And all yeah. of a sudden I actually know my neighbors, you know, like in London. community. And also, yeah, just the fact that so much trade has been paused for human life and to protect the health service mm. around the world. I'm like, wow, like, I'm surprised governments have done this. I'm surprised, mm. you know, I mean, I understand they really have to and they absolutely wouldn't if they hadn't, but I'm still surprised that under a capitalist system that this is, they've taken Happen. it as seriously as they have. And when I see those protests in America of people saying, give me liberty or give me death, and I'm like, it's not really your death though, is it? It's yeah. liberty or give, give me the death of like, my neighbors and our healthcare professionals. Like, yeah. Please. Um, the, yeah, the American context is so strange. And I also think that like, uh, I, th I really feel for people living there because, you know, at least we have an NHS here, you know, at least uh, even, if it, even if it's overwhelmed, the idea that like, the, I was listening to a podcast about um, the, the the situation in the US and they were like we have to realize that we have to remember that hospitals are companies and they have to make money and I was like whoa no, the fact no. that that's your starting assumption it's such a terrible you, money should never uh, um, medicine should never be part of capitalism it, it the the, um, the Michael Moore documentary sicko often I don't mm. like Michael Moore's uh, arguments I, you know, mm. I like some of the things he highlights, but I find him very simplistic. It's, it, and I'm like, mm, that's not really thought through. Yeah. But his argument in Sicko is phenomenal, which is uh, com companies have a, a company, a limited company has to put its shareholders first. By law, that's what you're meant to be doing is making money for your shareholders. And uh, it, therefore, as soon as you say a hospital... Um, a pharmaceutical company, mm. that kind of thing. As, as soon as they've got to put their shareholders first, they have to, it's, a, it's against the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. And it's such a good argument that they need to be denying care if they'll make more money for their shareholders. They need to be uh, giving people tests they don't need if it'll make more money for their shareholders. It's terrifying. And that's why that kind of, um, the, the paying for your medical insurance is, is so corrupt. And thank God we don't have it. And I think hopefully this will be a wake up call to Australia and the United Kingdom for everyone to go, oh, we really need this. Like, please, we'll yeah. only vote for someone who will protect this, hopefully. Any habits you might take forward? Are you going to be saying, well, you know, screw waxing or um, <laughs> can this meeting be a Zoom call, please? You know, I do think I might have more Zoom chats, um, especially with folks that, you know, maybe have to come from out of town or whatever. But, you know, I've had, I mean, I'm a little bit Zoom chatted out, to be honest. Oh, I mean, as soon as this is over, we're yeah. going to it. But then I think we're going to be like, I think we're going to say, hey, let's have the odd house party on a Wednesday night. No one could be asked yeah. to go out. I think there's going to be a balance, right? We could still have a drink together. Exactly. And I think that's quite cool. Let's be honest, I'm not going south of the river if that's where you live. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. I would have to love you so much. And even then, it's not going to Yeah, even then. There are some people I desperately love. 
There are some people I, I would die for, but would not go to <laughs> South London for. Like if I, and that I is the truth. North London, mm, but I wouldn't mm, mm, go to mm. South London. But you wouldn't London. cross the river. I mean, no. I, it's excessive. I, can I die for you here? <laughs> can it be a local death? If so, <laughs> I'm always there for you. But if it, would, if it involves a tube journey of that magnitude and there's two changes, or an Uber journey over a certain price, I'm questioning it. Um, how close are we? Um, <laughs> I once had a... Oh, oh, sorry, you go. No, no, I was going to say, I once had a professional meeting in South London and I thought it had a transport system like everywhere else in the city. And I was, I, was, I was like half an hour late. I was half an hour late and I left an hour early because I knew it would be difficult. And then I, I ended up getting out of the cab and just running until I got to the meeting. Oh. Because I was like, this is, this is, anyway. No, I couldn't say South of the river is glorious. <laughs> Sorry, Jungle Jungle, you know I've been to your house. You know what that means <laughs> now. The fact that I've been to your house. Is, is she would I want that Ooh. on the record and I've still been to her house. That really <laughs> says a lot about the friendship. Um, <laughs> Can I ask um, any books that we should be reading? So I, I have only been reading serious books, but this is a great book. Um, it's called Bordering Britain. Um, it's Law, Race and Empire. And it's kind of like, it kind of talks about, well, it really it, it looks at the kind of immigration um, law in the UK and how it, it's an extension of empire. And it looks at colonialism in a really interesting way. So if you're like interested in a really sort of like deep read about race and law and empire, 100% recommend. I also have been watching quite a lot of shows, quite a lot of television. Um, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll just name yes. a few. I've been, I've been can, in can, a bit, if, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to say, people are saying the South is underrated. Just to be clear, if I lived in South London, I wouldn't you would think North so London. It's not, it's not about yeah. South London being no good. It's about everyone staying in their zone in London and it's, it's, if I lived in South London, which I might at some point, I don't want to come up here. It's just the length. It's just London is too large. So it's, can I just... it might, it's sometimes easier for me to go to Paris than it is it Croydon. Completely is for me. I live around the, I can walk to the Eurostar <laughs> to, in St. Pancras. I, I have many times <laughs> back from the Eurostar. Much easier for me to get to Paris than it is. So I think that just sums it up. To, I don't know, um, Kennington much easier <laughs> so don't i'm not complaining and i don't want anyone writing in and going you said you hated south london you're not a real feminist i believe londoners so the circle of operation is too large and i believe londoners stay in their their neighborhood they do. that's what they I'm, do. that's what the joke is about and it is a joke of course i've been to south london to see a friend it's happened more than once i've got photographic evidence <laughs> tell us more about your television shows before i get cancelled okay. geographically <laughs> Only people in South London, North Londoners are like, we hear you, sister. Yeah, North Londoners are like, yeah, we're pretty much in the same boat. Um, so I've been down a real, so broad recommendations. His Dark Materials, if you haven't seen him, um, seen it is the is the series based on the Philip Pullman books. Very, very good. Um, okay. I've also been down a big legal kind of rabbit hole. So I watched a show called Silk, um, which is oh. quite good, uh, which is, you know, if in Line of Duty, these are all kind of like BBC classics, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dublin Murders, another one. Um, I tried watching Tiger King, folks. I just, oh, really, it was a lot. It was excessive. I've only, I've only done three apps. I don't know if I, I, I keep, Tom keeps saying, shall we watch another app? And I'm like, it's depressing me. It's making yeah, me no, sad. I couldn't finish but it. I couldn't I, do it. I will go back in 
because I want to be a loyal quarantine buddy to Selinsky because he does a lot of things for me. Aww, I will go back in with Selinsky, but I made him stop so we could watch Unorthodox. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched Unorthodox yet because so I read... Good. Is it? Okay. Well, because also it's like I wasn't sure if it would be... if religious communities and shows about religious communities are a bit depending on the type of religious community i'm like are you just trying to be mean or is this really representative it's a challenge oh, i don't no, really it's know ba- it's based on her memoir it's based on Deborah's oh memoir. is it actually no it was about her getting out of a very particular sect mm. inside of a, a community in williamsburg and it was about her personalized experience and she then um it was absolutely there on set and consultant on the television show. She didn't oh, really? write the television show. She's not a TV writer. Mm. But, uh, no, oh, no, big, big no, recommendation no, it then. Was completely. But mm. also they got, you know, people who had been in that uh, particular uh, extreme Community. version of, oh, yeah, right, that extreme right, right. sect. And, but also in the making of, they're very, they're very uh, good about saying um, this particular sect is, they're they're the they're it's the they're the children of and the grandchildren of holocaust survivors and so mm. it's 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 grounded in trauma so right. there are okay. it, and, it, and also what i loved about it is that you have you you have feeling for the men as well it's not just like men oppressive women yeah oppressed it's much more about the power structures and okay. the and the lack of education about certain things like sex I really think you'd like it. Okay, I'll definitely check it out. I see somebody has written Killing Eve new series. I'm so here for Killing Eve. Um, I have, I do, we have, I have little watching parties with Killing Eve. Um, nice. Also, the, also, if anyone hasn't seen This Is Us and you want to cry every episode um, at a really touching human story, This Is Us, I cannot highly recommend more. Um, I, I also it's a weepy. Yeah, yeah, it's so weepy. The split, which is also which the split is another kind of like legal drama about a bunch of divorce lawyers. Um, my partner couldn't watch it because he was like, "This is so depressing." We just got married. Um, oh, fair. But, fair. But, I was his but, target king. Just like yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and that is some, there's some amazing recommendations there. And finally, yeah. Uh, if they said end of quarantine now, what's the first thing you do? What do you get on a plane? Do? I get on a plane. I know. I was thinking about this, and I was like, I would Poor go get a Gretchen coffee. Thunberg. I know. I'm. It's terrible. <laughs> I hope she's not watching. Gretchen, if you're watching, she doesn't mean it. I just like so many of my friends live overseas, and my family lives overseas. You know, like, and I'd probably, you know, I think, you know, I'd also really like a nice oat flat white, um, and to sit in a cafe and yeah. to just like be surrounded by people, just you know, getting almond croissants. Um, mm-hmm. But then I would probably get on a plane. Okay. And... Well, look, what I said at the last Guilty Feminist we recorded live is uh, get on a plane to see people you love. Don't get on a plane to see people you're indifferent about. Don't go to a conference on key performance indicators. We can do that on Zoom. But if you love someone and you want to hug them, like I'm desperate to go and see my mom in Australia and hug her mm. and be like, we're both still alive. Like I'm desperate and I can't do that right now. And, and she doesn't, she's not sick. Uh, mm. touching wood but of course she's elderly and she's not allowed to leave the house and you know so it's frightening she's living on her own yeah. and I'm you know she's being so yeah. amazing about it she's being so amazing about it we talk every day she's mm. so cheerful but you know I, I am and I, you know but what I'm going to do is really rethink why I'm getting on a plane now mm. I think that's fair I I do think though I'm this is something that I'm really torn about to be honest um, because I think that 
there are there are all sorts of i think reducing our flight travel is something that's like you know it's like getting a cute cup it's something that we can like think about and do mm-hmm. um but i don't think it's the answer and so i i often toss between like placing my energy on how do we tackle structural issues com- like related to climate change versus i really want to go to zanzibar for my honeymoon like am i is are people going to guilt uh, me about that plane trip I, I don't mean, know. I <laughs> I think I, they will. You know, I think I, and I think I this is another one of those buckets for me. I'm not now because I'm a charming host. <laughs> it, I would be so hypocritical too because I just toured. I toured all over America and Australia and stuff, but uh I do think it turns out we don't have to take all of those flights all of that time. Like it turns out all of the business trips can actually be done by zoom so i think if we only put on half the planes that we had on that would make a big old change to the environment i mean the it's climate change scientists yeah. do say it it would make a huge huge difference if we quit eating meat or we all ate mm. very little everyone who could afford to in parts of the world that could afford to eat very very little meat to no meat and we all stopped taking unnecessary flights it would slow it very significantly so we can take some control uh, like we i yes it is structural and yes we do need governments to do more and we do need donald trump not to be president um but there are other thing there are things we can do and i i hope we do take some of those from this i am not banning your honeymoon to zanzibar i understand that your little apartment is not zanzibar <laughs> oh maybe yeah we'll see i think i mean i'm also broke So there's no flying happening anytime soon. You've listen, you spent all your money on the fancy Hoover. I did. I actually did. You know, it's you a did. Dyson and it's it's a, I I got the fancy Hoover because I was like this is the hill I'm going to die. <laughs> this is the fancy Hoover is the hill I'm going to die on. Now, I'm sure Hannah's got lots of ideas for your t-shirt, but if anyone wants to uh if if any someone's saying oh god yes ban cruise ships. Um I will do that. I'll get on that. I'll ban them immediately. Um Uh what does it say I will also be on a flight to Australia to see my sister because this is maybe realize exactly how far away from her I am also I'm mostly plant based so it counteracts it well it would be good if we were all plant based and we all didn't take flights but I am not one to be saying that everyone else should do that when I am so far from that goal um I also, the oil price is so low it's so oh, wild oh that's so nice someone says can we all buy the merch store t-shirts to pay for her honeymoon please oh oh Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, and also I'm making cameo videos for uh to, for Choose Love. All the money goes to Choose Love. So I'll make a video oh. uh for your um uh friend, family member saying I'm a feminist but happy birthday, whatever it is that you want me to say within reason. Uh so um uh I I won't propose marriage to somebody. I will draw the line at that. <laughs> uh so if you'd like to do that, uh check out my cameo profile. I'll cal- I'll come to South London for you is another great one. Oh, yeah. I'll come to South London for you. Yeah, but you did I say that though? It's got to be No, no, I'm saying for that that's like a video that you can do. Oh, yes, that's nice. I'd come to South London <laughs> for you. Well, now you did say that. So, I'll come to South London for you could be your t-shirt. Um, so I yeah, anything you want me to say, I'll say and all the money goes to uh all the money goes to Choose Love. Um, so please crack on there. Get 
look at the full t-shirt range. They're really, really, really funny. You can go to guiltyfirmers.com. Uh, the stay at home t-shirts are there as part of our merch. Look at our other merch because that, that money goes into our pot for good things. Join our Patreon. If you wouldn't mind supporting because we used to sell tickets for the show and therefore we never ask the audience. We never ask the listeners for money. And we never sold advertising because we wanted to keep it feminist and we tried to keep our ticket prices as reasonable as possible if people wanted to come to the live experience. And that's how we made a business from the, the Guilt Feminist and it, it killed a lot of my other work because it became a full-time job. So that was the only way I could make a living after a while, um, along with some writing work. And now, of course, that model does not work because getting people into rooms at the moment is uh, full-on illegal. Um, so, oh, someone <laughs> says the cameos are brilliant. I had one this week. Thank you. So Aww. if you could donate to our Patreon, that would really help us out. Um, anything else you want to plug, Yasmin? Anything you want us to look at? Go to. Um, I also have a Patreon. So if people want to check it out uh, via my Instagram page. The other thing is uh, my book, You Must Be Later, which is for younger readers, Yay! like 9 to 13. I'm doing like recordings, read-alongs. So you can check out on my IGTV if you've got young kids um, or young girls or boys that you just want to like sit in front of it and get them to listen to a book that's hopefully a little bit funny um, that's available. It's also on YouTube, so I can and it's like, at link it. Yasmin with two S's. Underscore A. Underscore A. At Yasmin, underscore A. Uh, check out Yasmin Abdelmajid. She's absolutely amazing. And tomorrow we will be here with Scarlett Curtis. And on Thursday, we will be here with Jamie Windust. And on Friday, we'll be here with a very special guest who's making visors for the NHS and wants to Ooh, tell you yeah. all about it with her art and uh, technology uh, students so uh, tune in every day this week next week we've got Sarah Barron um, I'm organizing various dairy girls who've uh, said they'd love to come along but I don't have any dates or specific dairy I love girls. the dairy girls I love they them are, so much I want to announce yet that they are I live for the dairy girls I adore them I I just I wish I was in lockdown with them oh my god <laughs> that would actually Actually, I think I'm going to go watch the Dairy Girls again tonight. The, you know, the, you know there are some Dairy shows Girls. that you can that you can rewatch. The Dairy Girls is there. <laughs> okay, that's a great idea. We'll all go and watch the Dairy Girls tonight. You've been absolutely wonderful. Uh, Thank you and, so much. Uh, if everyone could good have luck out there. Uh, if everyone could uh, listen to Grown Up Land, especially the lockdown episode, um, it is an amazing show. You've guested on Grown Up Land, haven't you? Uh, yes, I think so. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, the lockdown episode is amazing. Steve Alley's uh, perspective on that is absolutely incredible about how, what the parallels between lockdown and being a refugee. It's amazing. He also mm. wrote an amazing article in the British GQ about that and has a monologue coming out on Tortoise. I have a monologue on Tortoise about my quarantine experience, which you, will, uh, you can either hear me read or read it yourself. Um, and uh, lots of other things are happening that you can see on my social media and hear about on the podcast. So it has been a delight. And uh, don't forget to support Comic Relief this week. Uh, get involved. Uh, watch all the content. And they're doing such amazing work. Everyone doing stuff from home. And uh, also donate because Comic Relief are doing wonderful things. Bye. Bye. Love, Yasmin. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.